the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Uh, there's a saying, the devil is in the details. Uh, I don't know all the details, but I sure see the devil at work in the adjustments, shall we say, that the Ohio Senate is proposing be made to the two-year state budget. I was told repeatedly, every time I read about Matt Huffman, the head of the Senate, I hear that Matt Huffman is an advocate for universal school choice. And I'm reading about this new budget that they have unveiled, and he sure doesn't seem like one from what has been proposed. Now, the arc of the school choice situation is that we have in Ohio a program called Ed Choice, which is a voucher of about $7,000 for kids in high school and $5,000 for kids in junior high and elementary. If you, as a two-parent family with two kids, make less than $70,000 a year, you can get an Ed Choice scholarship. There's a level where you get the full scholarship, and then there's another level where you get, well, here's the deal. You get the full scholarship. Some schools, if you're below the certain income level, cannot charge you more than the amount of the Ed Choice scholarship. And again, every school doesn't have to take it. Okay, Public schools do. Private schools don't have to. Then there's an income level where if you qualify for the Ed Choice scholarship, you can get it. But let's say you go to a school that costs ten grand, and your voucher is seven grand. You got to pay the difference. So that was the old system. So then Governor DeWine comes out with his new budget, and he knows everybody wants school choice in Ohio except the teachers' union advocates and the stinky Democrats. And Governor DeWine says, "All right, we'll raise it to four hundred percent of the poverty level, which would mean to be about a hundred. If you make about one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year, you're eligible." And then the House came along, and even though. Jason Stevens staged a backdoor backstabbing coup on Derek Marin, who would have gotten us universal school choice in the Ohio House. Stevens realized that, you know, he had to do something or there'd be consequences to pay for his future as speaker. They expanded it to like 450% of the poverty level. Now the Senate gets a hold of it, and I thought, because, hey, Matt Huffman's a big school choice advocate, right? Everything's going to be great. They'll just rubber stamp what the House did, and by fall, boom. If you make less than $135,000 a year, you'll get the full scholarship. Great, fantastic. Four and five kids in Ohio will qualify for it. Sure, it'll cost a billion dollars a year, worst-case scenario. And that comes from the teachers' union, so <laughs> you can evaluate the veracity of it. I don't put a lot of stock in that price tag, but of course they're trying to make it look as problematic as they can. But unfortunately, very unfortunately, and that's as kindly as I can put it, the Senate now has introduced an idea like, oh, it's going to cost a lot of money, huh? Well, why don't we put means testing 
to work on it. And means testing means that if you make a lot of money, we'll give you a little bit of scholarship. And what I'm seeing, if this is how it's going to work, this is going to be as diluted, inconsequential, and unacceptable an adjustment to the school choice proposal as even the most skeptical person, and I'm very skeptical, could have imagined. Under the Senate plan, according to the State House News Bureau, the amount of a voucher would be reduced depending on family income. So a family earning more than $135,000 would be eligible for 10% of the voucher amount. So, hey, yay for you. You qualify. You're a husband and a wife, and you each make what is a very modest salary, $70,000 a year, $140,000 a year is your total family income. You have two kids going to school. You'd like to put them in private school. And, hey, congratulations, you qualify for a voucher. And you can send your kids to a private school. And here's your voucher for, are you ready for this? $700. $700. Give me a break. If this is what they propose to do, and this is, in fact, what they do, and I have no doubt Jason Stevens in the House will go along with this. It seems like Matt Huffman is doing Jason Stevens' bidding, which is to say doing the teachers' union's bidding because that is why Jason Stevens is the Speaker of the Ohio House because the teachers' union said, hey, we'll make you Speaker of the House if you promise to backdoor school choice and get rid of it so that our public schools don't have to compete with private schools. Then we'll get every Democrat in the House of Representatives to vote for you and you'll be the duly elected (laughs) Republican Speaker of the House even though you got, what, 11 more Democratic votes than you got Senate, uh, than you got uh, Republican votes. What a crappy adjustment this is. Who are the sellouts making this happen? I welcome Matt Huffman to come on here and explain to me what they're doing. But you know how I know it's bad? Guess who likes it? Senator Vernon Sykes, Democrat from Akron, said he likes what he's seeing so far. I think the fair school funding plan, yes, we looked at that. At least that's what's been presented to us so far. We want to look at the details of that to make sure. In other words, they want to make sure that there's no competition for public schools and that public schools keep getting all the money they've been getting, even though they spend every dollar of it and more. Mr. Sykes, Democrat from Akron, says it's extremely important as one of the main functions and responsibilities here that the state of Ohio provide adequate, equitable schools. Nope. Nope. Any politico who mentions the word equitable or equity in any version is not someone you can trust. And the other guy that's mixed up in this is fake Republican Matt Dolan. He's head of the budget committee. Man, oh man. Interesting conversation today. Reminds This whole story reminds me of this. Um, Co-worker comes in about a half hour before the show and, and says that Mike Gallagher just had a caller on the show of whom he asked a question. And the question was, if Donald Trump is in prison, will you vote for him? 
And the woman said, yes. And I got to thinking the difference between Republicans and Democrats. Democrats know exactly what they're for. You know what they're for? They're for power. They're for power. Anything that gives a Democrat power, they're for it. If we got to say men can be women, men can breastfeed, Pete Buttigieg is entitled to maternity leave. If we got to say that uh, we don't produce domestic energy anymore, if we got to, whatever we got to do, whatever we got to do, we got to spit on our alliance with Israel. Great, we'll do it. Does it get us more power? Is it a 51 49 gain for us? Okay, then we're for it. Republicans are all over the map on what they are for because Republicans have principles. And there are those in the Republican Party who are not as evangelically minded as I am, and probably you are, who will be like, eh, you know, a 15 week abortion ban seems about right. And I'm like, I'm never voting for you if you are going to embrace anything other than the truth that. Life begins at conception. I am struggling to reconcile what I will do if Donald Trump is the nominee. I know he's better than anybody the other side will put up, but I'm getting increasingly uncomfortable with the idea that I may have to vote for somebody who re, who uh, reverts to childish name-calling as a way to answer legitimate questions about his policy positions, past and present. So Republicans are split. We're divided. We don't prioritize that one thing, power. And I'm not saying we're wrong to do that. I'm just saying that's the difference. Democrats are united. They'll get on board with anything as long as it gives them more power. More power? Is it true? Doesn't matter. Does it give us more power? Republicans aren't like that. And maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. And maybe that's why the future is foretold in terms of uh, persecution, not in terms of the person who has the most prominence, prestige, and power ruling forever. For a time, yeah. Forever? Mm, No. So, last night on Twitter, Tucker Carlson had, I don't know, we count this as episode... One is episode two since episode one announced that more episodes were coming. Uh, Here is Tucker Carlson without all the flashy uh, Fox production values talking about a topic near and dear to my heart. Media bias and the media dropping the ball and not doing its job. He uses the example of Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley advocating for support of Ukraine as an example of how the media is no longer doing its job, nor has it done its job for the better part of a decade. It's really not your business. Your job is to support Ukraine. Watch Nikki Haley, a Republican candidate for president, explain this principle on CNN. A win for Ukraine? is a win for all of us. And for them to sit there and say that this is a territorial dispute, that's just not the case. To say that we should stay neutral, it is in the best interest of America. It's in the best interest of our national security for Ukraine to win. We have to see this through. We have to finish it. See? It's very easy to understand. 
It is vitally important for you to support Ukraine because it's necessary for Ukraine to be supported by you. Your support is mandatory until it's finished, whatever it is and whatever that means. So shut up and support Ukraine or else you're in trouble. Back when they still taught logic, statements like this were known as tautologies. Something is true because it is. The more you repeat it, the truer it becomes. It's a self-reinforcing reality. There was a time when tautologies were considered illegitimate arguments, not to mention hilariously stupid. Only dumb people talk like that. Now everybody in power talks like that. Diversity is our strength. Trans women are women. Zelensky is Churchill. It's all self-evidently true. Doesn't need an explanation and don't ask questions. He's totally right about that. And where do we see it most clearly demonstrated in this particular month? You know, with the LGBTQ movement, right? We are told ad nauseum that those who are LGBTQ are, well, let's make a list. They're under attack. They're under attack. That they are so brave. That they are marginalized. Are they? Are they under attack? I just watched video on social media today of a man in Redding, Pennsylvania, who admittedly did not do it perfectly, did not do it in a way that I would say is grace-filled, but he showed up at a pride demonstration in Redding, Pennsylvania. Okay, we're not talking about Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we're not talking about New York City or Los Angeles. We're talking about Redding, Pennsylvania. That's about as blue collar as you can get. Redding, Pennsylvania. Guy shows up. Pride demonstration going on. Police officer standing in the street, separating the pride people from protesters. And what were the protesters doing? Well, they were holding up signs and quoting Bible verses about immorality. Now, again, I said, didn't do it in a grace-filled way. Didn't do it in the most perfect way. But he also did not do anything illegal. Because the sidewalk in Reading, Pennsylvania, or anywhere else is a public space where you can pretty much, I mean, now do whatever you want. I mean, you used to not be able to defecate on the sidewalk. You used to not be able to, like, use and sell drugs on the sidewalk or engage in sex acts. But now, I mean, that stuff regularly happens in Seattle and other cities around the country. So, I mean... Probably doesn't happen in Reading, Pennsylvania, but he wasn't doing that. He was standing there reading a Bible verse, and the police officer said, hey, you know, come on now. These people are just trying to have their thing, just trying to have their space. And he goes, well, I'm just trying to have my thing, and I'm trying to have my space. And then he started reading a Bible verse, and the officer's like, that's it. That's enough. You're done. And he arrested the guy. Arrested for reading a Bible verse on the streets of Reading, Pennsylvania. And he was arrested in a very rough way. He had a backpack on. The officer spun him around, handcuffed him, did not allow him, though the man requested, to take his backpack off. Can I take my backpack off? No. Handcuffed him with his backpack on. Eventually the backpack, because he was roughed up and shoved up against the wall, the backpack slid down. So now, while it's uncomfortable having your hands behind your back being handcuffed, I would imagine it's more uncomfortable dragging a backpack around by your wrists as it's bumping into your rear end and your upper leg. Police officer doesn't care. This guy must be.
be stopped. Why? Because gay people are under attack. Gay people are marginalized. Gay people are heroic. Do we have any celebrations planned, or has it ever been said that anybody who uh, participates in the furtherance of the human species, heterosexuality, procreation, do we have a parade to honor that? I mean, it is kind of important that we have allowed, since the beginning of time, mankind to perpetuate itself. If everyone were gay, we wouldn't last very long, would we? But I don't think we've ever had a parade to celebrate that. I don't think we've had a parade for brown-haired people or brown-eyed people or blue-eyed people. Those are all attributes, just like a person's sexual preferences are attributes, not achievements. But Tucker is right. The logic of the LGBTQ movement is the more we say it, the truer it is. Do you have more protection at work if you are an evangelical Christian who shares the gospel with your coworkers, or if you're a guy who shows up wearing a dress, a flamboyant pair of rainbow socks, and the like? Do you have more protection one way or the other? We have LGBTQ advocates all across the country who are trying to hide from parents the fact that Children have changed their gender. How far do you think a teacher would get at one of our local public schools if they were secretly baptizing kids at school and not telling parents about it? Does that do anything to the young person's body, remove any body parts? Does it prescribe and administer any drugs, puberty blockers, and the like? No. All would be would be like dunking them underwater or even if you want to do it, you know, by sprinkling, just pouring a little water on their head. Can you imagine if we had a coach at a Central Ohio high school who at the end of practice in the heat of two-a-day football workouts said, any of you guys want to be baptized, come on over here. We'll baptize you right here in the ice tub. But don't tell your parents. We're going to keep it a secret from them. Because, you know, we're afraid you might be exposing yourself to harm at home. Would that go over? Would that be okay? Would that be one of those things that the more you repeat it, the truer it is? I hope I don't sound like a clanging gong. I hope I wake you up every day. I hope I make you see the absurdity of the stuff that we're told. I don't recall that there's a symbol that we put on our email signatures extolling our heterosexuality. Why do we do it for homosexuality? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.